Okay, so there's starting tonight and tomorrow. Good yam to good yam to see you. I'm going to the harbor. So starting tonight and tomorrow, we begin sukkahs. There are two major mitzvahs that we do on sukkahs. One is the lulav, and one is the sukkah. And both of them we make a bracha, right on the lulav and leshe basukkah. Um, now there's many differences between them. Each of them has their own message, and we can elaborate on each of them individually for a long time. But I want to point out one halachic difference between them, which is very interesting, and brings out a very interesting um, practical uh, experience that we're about to have when we do these mitzvahs. Um, we all know the first day of sukkahs, there's a, when, if you give someone your lulav to use, we are taught to say that we're giving it to you, amatana amanas lahachzer. I'm giving it to you as a gift, on the condition that you give it back. Because the Torah says, that you should take for yourself on the first day. And we learn out from the word lachem that it needs to belong to you. It needs to belong to you. At least the first day, it needs to belong to you. And therefore, if, uh, um, if you, someone's using your lulav or if using, you're using someone else's and they lend it to you, it's not good enough. You have to actually own it. That is the halacha. Now, interesting that about sukkah, there's actually a machoikas. A machoikas. Whether the sukkah has to belong to you. Whether you're allowed to borrow someone else's sukkah. The halacha is you're allowed to. But by sukkah, we have the same word. The word is lecha. It says in the Pasuk, Vasisa lecha. Um, in the Chag HaSukkah is Tasa Lecha Shivas Yama. Lecha also. That you need to make a sukkah for yourself. And seemingly it's the same word. And the same word should, te- should teach us that it needs to belong to you. And you can't borrow it from someone. And here it says seven days. It doesn't only say by It doesn't only say the first day. So the whole sukkah, it should, it, it should have to belong to you. But the hal- there is a machloikas. The halacha is that the sukkah does not need to belong to you. You're allowed to borrow a sukkah. What we do learn now from the Pasuk, according to everyone, is that you can't steal a sukkah. That if you take someone else's sukkah without permission, and you sit in their sukkah, it's a, so a shul sukkah, a public sukkah, is, a, is on the, it's accepted that they let you use it. But if you don't know if you're allowed to use it, you're not really supposed to use it. Because the Torah teaches us in the word l'cha. You're right, in general it would be okay. But l'cha teaches us that it needs to somewhat be yours. Not completely yours. You could borrow it, but it, can't, it has to be with consent. That's the words. It has to be brishus. It has to be with consent. Um, so that's the, we see a difference between lulav and, lulav and sukkah. Well, they usually allow you. They allow you in. If they allow you in, it's okay. But we hope that your fellow Jew consents to you using the sukkah. We have tefillin is a big subject. If you allow to use someone else's tefillin without asking, and we say it's under the assumption that it's okay with them as long as you put it back the same way you took it. And the assumption is that they give you permission if you want. Yeah, but if you know specifically they won't, you're not supposed to use it. Yeah. Um, so the question is, what is the difference? Why? I Meaning we could focus on the words in the pasuk. There's actually a difference, lachem and lacha. And uh, the different, uh, many different explanations, there's a whole discussion, but let's get, to get practical and something that we can practically take into our experience of sukkah and lulav. What is the difference between sukkah and lulav? Why by lulav is it so obvious and the halacha that you need to own it the first day, and by sukkah, it's okay. Um, 
The answer is, without getting into the nuances and details in the halachic texts, um, the answer is that there is an inherent difference between sukkah and lulav. The inherent difference is, you ready? Here's the vart. Here's the chiddush. The difference between sukkah and lulav is that sukkah, the whole mitzias, the whole entity of sukkah is to be a temporary home. That you should live in the sukkah the same way you live in your house. Now, if it's becoming your temporary home, it's not just your, you need a hut to eat in. It's to become your home. That's the gedr. That's the whole um, uh, identity and entity of a sukkah. So if someone is letting you use their sukkah and he doesn't give it to you in the way that it should be yours, in the way that it should be like your home, then he never lent you a sukkah. The fact that he's letting you use the sukkah means that it's becoming yours because that's what the sukkah is. As opposed to lulav, you'll see the flip side by lulav. Lulav, it's the whole entity of lulav is not that it should be yours. It's a tnai, it's an added component. It's an addition, it's not within the essence of lulav that it should be yours. That it should be a home for you, it should be yours. Lulav, it has to belong to you because the Torah says lachem. But it's not inherently in the lulav that it has to be yours. So the difference is when someone lends you the sukkah and lulav, automatically we can say that in their mind and their consent there's a difference. There's a difference. By lulav, who says they're consenting that it should be yours? And if they're not consenting that it should be yours, then it's not yours. By sukkah, if they're not consenting that it should be yours, then they never let you use it. Because just the mere fact of letting you use the sukkah means that it should be your permanent home. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a, but getting more inspirational, there's a big difference between sukkah and lulav in the unity that it creates between one Jew and a fellow. Um, that there's different, there's different ways that we can unite with others. We could, we could get along with others. Um, we all know, there's a famous medrash, we learned from Lulav, that the Lulav, the four plants in the Lulav, each represent another type of Jew. Right? Because um, taste um, is something that represents Torah study, um, and smell is something that represents mitzvahs. And in, and in the Lulav, each of the plants are different in their taste and smell. We'll go through them very quickly. Um, the Esrig uh, has both a good smell, and a good taste. Um, the, the hadas has a good smell. People use it to smell. But you can make a brach on it. But, the, but it doesn't have any special taste. The lulav grows on a date tree, uh, on a palm tree, which goes dates, coconuts, really dates, date palm. Um, and therefore, it's, uh, there's taste, but there's no special smell. It itself doesn't. But the tree that it comes from produces taste. Um, the willow branch, the arava, doesn't have either. No smell or no taste. And we learn from there, it represents four different types of Jews. The Esrig is a Jew that has both excels in his Torah study and his, uh, in his commitment to study and his commitment to, to perform, to do mitzvahs, to action. Uh, we don't say the the, <laughs> yeah, we should. Four different sons. Um, the Hadas, which is the smell. The Hadas, which is the smell, represents action. The guy that's very active in his performance and his practice, but doesn't study a lot. Not especially. Because in this explanation, it's not that one's wicked. They are a different nature. Um, then the Lulav is taste. So someone that studies, but doesn't perform. Doesn't act a lot. Doesn't act. He's just a study guy. He's a mental guy. Um, uh, then you have um, the willow, which is nothing. A guy that doesn't practice at all and doesn't study, doesn't do either. 
So if, it, if it's someone that doesn't do it, these are four different types of Jews. We take them all together and we shake them. It's our own unity. Right after Shoshani and Kippur, everyone is the same. Right? We're just fresh, starting the year fresh. But Sukkah is also represents unity. Everyone sitting under the same sukkah, many different types of Jews, all fulfilling the mitzvah together under the same sukkah, right? What the, so, but there's a big difference between lulav and sukkah and the way they unite people. Lulav um, still acknowledges your differences, but we bind you together. When we bind together, the lulav doesn't become the arava. The arava doesn't become the hadas. They each remain their own, and if one's wrong, the whole thing's puzzle, right? But, so they each retain their own uh, individuality, but we bring them together. We say we could get, we could get along. Sukkah is where we don't need a specific detail about you to get you together. It's everyone just automatically one, from the, because you're inherently one. It represents two different types of relationships with God and two different relationships with a fellow person. One is where you're different than me, but I can learn to get along with you. Another one is where there's no difference. We're all the same. We're all the same. Right? So if you think about the difference, Again, this, this can uh, very beautifully tie into the difference in halacha between lulav and sukkah. Lulav, when you lend someone the lulav, um, without telling him that it's explicitly his, it doesn't automatically become his. It needs to belong to the person. You need to tell them that it's becoming yours. That I'm lending it to you in a way that it should be yours. Why? Because lulav, there's still differences. It's not a complete unity. Sukkah, inherently in the whole idea of sukkah, is a complete unity. That there's no differences between people. And uh, now that there's a difference and I have to learn how to get along with you, that there's no difference from the start. And therefore by sukkah, you don't have to go through a special process of making it other persons, just by the mere fact that he's coming into your sukkah, automatically makes it his. It's his just like it's yours. To say, us is minor, is diner, azoivis is minor. We say, the chassidim used to say, and shalish, shalach, v'shalach, shalach, right? That is chassid. That there's no, because... That, that feeling comes from a place where there's no difference from the start. Mm-hmm. And that's the tremendous and powerful unity that we have the ability of experiencing during sukkahs, sitting in the sukkah, that there's no difference between all of us. We're all performing the mitzvah together. The sukkah surrounds us all together. We should experience this unity, and, uh, which we'll experience uh, to, in the strongest way when Mashiach comes. What? I'm here. We're going to start together. Simchas Beis Sheva.